Do I know that this show's crazy? Hell yeah, I do. I'm not delusional. It's the I Can Complain podcast. Happy Halloween. You're kind of scared of things I, I can't complain. 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 Who's going to complain? Huh? Him? I'm going to sit here and complain. Welcome to the show. My name is John. If you thought conditions in the Gaza Strip were rough, my power here at the house has gone off twice in the past week. You want to talk to me about problems? I've been without power for a combined 45 minutes in the last seven days. And I'm a spoiled person. I know I'm a spoiled person. I sleep in a 69 degree room with a fan on for eight hours a night. I'm a prissy little bitch. My ancestors thought owning a slave was a luxury. I own a smartphone, bitches. I've talked about it before, but it just blows my mind. The generations upon generations of humans that had to toil and work hard. And then I'm born, and ten years after that, the internet comes around. A few years after that, we all have smartphones. Just owning a smartphone and being able to Google shit makes me a genius. I'm a prissy bitch. I really am. I know living in 2023 is a luxury. You take a man from the 1700s, even if he's of royal lineage... Even if he's got a team of slaves that have dinner at the table for him every night at 6 p.m., you transport that man to 2023 and put him in a slum in Harlem and give him a smartphone and tell him he can just Google some double Ds till he's tired of jerking off, he'll say, I'm never leaving the house. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to Google tits until I'm blue in the face. I'm not even going to breathe. I'm going to forget to breathe and I'm just going to Google tits and jerk until I'm content. The point is we traded in slavery... Sorry, we traded in slavery for internet pornography and air conditioning, and that's a trade I'm willing to make. But when my power goes out and I'm thrust back into the Stone Age, I don't have anything in my life anymore. I honestly don't. I depend on these luxuries because I'm a prissy little bitch. It was my birthday this past week. I'm one year older and one year closer to death. I'm only in my 30s, but I can feel it looming on the horizon. Theoretically, I'm in the fifth frame of a bowling match And the shooter's outside grabbing the weapon from his trunk. And he parked a little ways away from the bowling alley. But you can tell he has his sights set on us. And he's coming in. My point is, and not to be offensive, I'm just trying to draw an analogy here. But life strikes in gutters. Sometimes you get to finish your game. Sometimes you bowl a perfect game in life. Some people bowl 300. Some people finish with a score of 80. And some people don't get to finish their bowling match at all. Sometimes a shooter comes in with a weapon and kills everybody like that jackass did in Maine. And they said on the news, they said he's crazy. They said he's mentally unwell. I said, no shit, he's mentally unwell. There's that song, I don't remember who sings it, but the lyrics are something like, I'm not crazy, I'm just a little unwell. I know right now you can't tell. We can all tell. You're batshit crazy, man. You're going to one of the most depressing places on earth, a bowling alley, and you're going to shoot that bitch up. It's like the school shooters. Go to someplace nice and cause destruction. At least go to the beach. At least go to the beach and shoot up people on the beach. Can we have a compromise? Can all these shooters just choose someplace nice to kill people? That's the worst part of it all. He kills people in a bowling alley. It's a beautiful state. The scenery is beautiful. The natural wildlife is beautiful. And this jackass walks into one of the most depressing environments in the entire state of Maine and decides to kill people there. He doesn't even let people finish their bowling game. There was a man in the seventh frame 
I don't know if this is true or not, but there was probably a man in the seventh frame having the game of his life. Just give him a half hour. Let him finish his game and then shoot the bitch up. And I'm making jokes and I'm being outrageous because that's what we do here on the show. That's what this show is all about. It's about being inappropriate and outrageous. But honestly, these white men in their early 40s scare the shit out of me. That was some white-on-white crime in Maine. I don't hear the media reporting about that. I also don't like when the media reports like, oh yeah, black-on-black crime. Black-on-black crime is out of control. You know why black-on-black crime is out of control? It's because the United States is pretty segregated. It's a segregational society. So likely you kill the people around you. So black people kill black people. White people kill white people. But these fucking white shooters, man, scare the shit out of me. They make me question my own mortality. So when I have a birthday and I turn 37 years old, that's how old I am. I'm 37 years old. When I turn 37, I'm not worried about dying of cancer. I'm worried about dying when a fucking white man in his early 40s pulls a weapon out at some random place like a bowling alley. God damn. And nobody wants to say it, but fuck it, I'll say it. No more guns for white people. Whites are no longer allowed to own weapons. I'd like to ratify the Constitution. I'd like to change the Constitution. I'd like to add an amendment that no more weapons for whites. I'm sorry, I didn't want it to come to this. I really didn't. We could just decide not to give weapons to men anymore. That would be the real solution here. Just give weapons to women. Because men, we can't be trusted. We really can't. And I'm sorry to start the show like this. I know it's Halloween. I know we're supposed to be in a good mood, but these mass shootings piss me off. They really do. If I had one final insult I could hurl at this piece of shit that shot up the bowling alley, you didn't even achieve a perfect score, you fucking idiot. You were supposed to kill 300 people. 300's a perfect score. What did you kill? 18 people? What a bitch. What an absolute bitch. You can go fuck yourself. And contrary to popular belief, I don't relish in the opportunity to make cheap jokes based on horrible events that happen. I really don't. At one point in my life, maybe I liked making Holocaust jokes. Maybe I did. Maybe I liked making 9-11 jokes. Maybe I did. I don't know. But I'm a grown-ass man now. I'm 37 years old. And all I have in my life, really, is this fork right here. I get attached to utensils, guys. As the years go on, the only thing that I find that I derive pleasure from is eating. And I have a favorite fork. When you start to get old, you start to develop attachments to weird shit around your house. And right now, I'm holding in my hands my favorite fork. I had a roommate when I was younger. He was an older guy than me, but he was my roommate. And he had a trash can. And one time, I don't know exactly what happened. I think I put like a hot pan up against the trash can and I burned part of the trash can. It melted. And he kind of got upset. He said, oh man, I love this trash can. And at the time, I couldn't understand his attachment to this trash can, but now I can. Because when you get older, you start to cling to weird shit. He loved that trash can. I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. Because I have more love for this fork that I'm holding in my hands than I do for most people in my life. My dad died when I was about 10 years old, and I can say without a doubt that I loved this fork more than I ever loved my own father. I was talking with one of my friends earlier this week, and somehow we got on the topic of if there was a house fire, what would you grab out of your house as you were fleeing? And I determined I would probably grab my hockey jersey, and I would grab this fork. She said, what about the cat? I said, the cat can take care of itself. I'm getting the important stuff out of the house. I'm going to grab my wallet, 
my hockey jersey, and I'm going to grab this goddamn fork. Now, what makes this utensil top tier is the way it contours to my hand. It's the perfect length. It's the perfect weight. It balances well in my hand. The handle's the perfect length. The teeth or the prongs, whatever you want to call them, it's got four of them. They're evenly spaced out from one another, and it's the perfect utensil. I can eat anything with this fork. I feel confident eating a salad. I feel confident eating a steak. Shit, I'll even eat soup with this fork. I don't give a damn. I'll eat anything with this fork because I love this fork more than anything in my life. If you're my friend, just know that I love this fork more than I love you. It's stainless steel. It's made in China, made by the Cambridge Company. I've done exhaustive research online trying to find more of these. I've been unsuccessful. This is the perfect utensil for me to eat everything for the rest of my life, however many years that I have left, and it might not be many. Last year on my birthday, I bitched to you guys about how I only wanted cash. I didn't want any more gifts. Just slip me some cash in a card and be done with it. But this year, a lot of people chose to get me food. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I talk about food on this show on a weekly basis. But I got some cakes this year. And last night, I laid in bed and I ate an entire cake with this fork. You don't feel good about yourself when you eat an entire cake in bed at 2.30 in the morning. But I'll tell you one thing, when you eat it with this fork, it's done efficiently, it's done with pleasure. Every single bite that I slipped between my lips, it was more pleasurable than the bite before it, and I, I credit this fork with that. This is the perfect utensil, and it's something that I've become very attached to. This is what happens when you get old. Oh, I do want to tell you guys, I always joke about eating dessert in bed late night, and it's something I do, but I joke about it. I just want to tell you guys, between you and me, I had a lady over. That's true. I had a lady over last week. And when I had the lady over, I had donuts and I planned to eat the donuts late night in my bed. But she was here and I felt so much shame that I couldn't eat the donuts in bed in front of her. I'm so used to just pounding sweets alone in the dark at 2.30 in the morning. She was here and I've, I felt self-conscious. I was like, holy shit, I don't want to eat these donuts in bed in front of her. I want them, but she doesn't deserve to witness this because I'm an animal. It, it looks like a wild animal feasting in the middle of the night. That's what it looks like when I eat alone in my bed. So I said, I'm not going to put you through this. I'll eat the donuts later. She started to drift off to sleep. I got up and I ate a donut in the dark. I'm standing in my room alone. Well, alone because she's asleep. I'm standing in my room alone in the dark at 3.30 in the morning eating a raspberry donut just to comfort me so I can get back to sleep. Do you see how sad my life is, guys? I live a sad existence. All right. I live a sad existence, and I don't plan to do anything about it. Tell you this, though. One thing I do plan to start doing, I plan to start eating these raspberry donuts that I love so much with this fork, because I feel like it's just going to take it to the next level. Something you won't catch me eating very often, though, takeaway food, specifically food that's delivered to my house because it usually arrives lukewarm, you sit down to eat it and you just feel like a piece of shit. That's what I feel like at least. I get easily depressed when I eat shitty food. Only the best for John. Only the best. So I'm not going to get any DoorDash delivered. But if you are getting DoorDash delivered, I think it's important that you have reasonable expectations. Meaning that the food's not going to taste great and sometimes it'll be contaminated with bodily fluids. Evidently a Maricopa County woman, that's Tempe, Arizona... A Maricopa County woman has filed a civil lawsuit contending that a DoorDash delivery she ordered last year was contaminated with bodily fluids, and that she had eaten it before being warned about the problem. 
Now, if she had listened to the show, she would know better. She would know better because last year we talked about a man pissing in the Jamocha Shake mix at Arby's. You guys remember that little story? The man would get up early, go into Arby's, and piss in the shake mix just because it's the only thing that got him off sexually anymore. And I said at the time, I don't really have a problem with that. We just need employees to show up for work at all. It's 2023. There's a labor shortage. If you go to any restaurant late night, they're short-staffed. Eventually, we're going to have to start accepting people. We're going to have to start hiring people that get off sexually when they piss in the shake mix. And DoorDash delivery drivers, guess what? Some of them like to jizz in your food. Deal with it. Stop complaining about it. I don't want to hear anybody else complaining about jizz in their food. Now, this lawsuit says it was filed on October 11th, and it claims a Filiberto's employee witnessed the delivery driver park his vehicle and proceed to masturbate onto the food. Well, let me ask you this. Was it late or was he a good delivery driver? That's a question I have. If the food arrived on time, guess what? There might be jizz on it, but he's a good delivery driver. This doesn't mean that he's bad at his job. It just means that he likes to get off sexually onto your fucking steak quesadillas every once in a while. The lawsuit says that that employee immediately reported the incident to DoorDash and asked the woman to be notified not to eat the food. But the suit said that it took DoorDash 40 minutes to make contact with the woman. That tells me right there that this delivery driver jerked to completion, delivered the food, and she ate it all within 40 minutes. That's a good delivery driver. That's good service. That's getting the food there fast. If anything, I would argue that this delivery driver is an asset to the platform. More drivers need to be like him, frankly. And I figure a lot of these delivery drivers are under a lot of stress. They're driving around. They're stuck in traffic all day. He's probably actually a safer driver if he jerks off before he delivers the food. He's relaxed in traffic. He has no worries. He's recently jizzed. As far as I'm concerned, that's a good delivery driver right there. It says the lawsuit aims to recover emotional, physical, and mental damages the woman incurred. Along with medical expenses, she said she faced to deal with the diseases or germs in the contaminated food. I'm like, bitch, you don't swallow? How bad are you in bed? No wonder she wants to hide her identity. If she doesn't swallow, she'll never get a man again. (laughs) Sorry. I really am sorry. I apologize for everything I've said today. As usual, I'm very sorry that I've said the things that I've said. Jessica's live for us. Happy Halloween 2023. Jessica's live. She's turning tricks and handing out treats. This segment is sponsored by Pure Russian Rainwater. Pick up a case today anywhere in Moscow or St. Petersburg, Russia, and get a free keychain with a depiction of Mr. Rainwater himself bathing Vladimir Putin in a stream. Pick up a case today. I swear, this isn't a sponsorship at this point. It's a dictatorship. Jessica, how are we doing out there? I'm pretty good. I'm here at the Pure Russian Rainwater Headquarters. It's our Halloween Bash 2023. Sounds like it's very lively there today. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Mr. Rainwater himself is here, and right now he's climbing the tower. Why is there a tower? What does that have to do with Halloween? Nobody really knows, but this year he's dressed for Halloween. He's in a costume, and he'll be diving into a pool of pure Russian rainwater to bless this year's water crop. It's not a crop, Jessica. It's just a, it's a natural phenomenon. The rain falls from the sky. It's not a crop. What's he dressed up as? Nobody knows what he is, really. He's got like a loose-fitting flannel shirt on and some glasses. He looks like he's straight out of the 1990s. 
He's Matthew Perry, Jessica. Fuck me. He's dressed up as Matthew Perry. Oh, well, that's pretty distasteful. He's dressed up as Matthew Perry, and he's going to dive into a pool of water. God damn, I hope he can swim. He's reached the top of the tower now, and he's tossing candy down to the employees and the children below. It looks like he's about to dive off. Here he goes. He's tucked into a ball. He's falling to the water now. Oh, no, he bounced off the surface. He was in a ball. He perfectly bounced off of the surface of the water. He's out of the pool. Oh, no, he's wet. He's lubricated. Let me guess. He's rolling out of the gymnasium. Somebody left the door open. He can't stop his momentum. He doesn't have any ass cheeks or eyebrows. Mr. Rainwater doesn't have any ass. I have to explain this every time because it's so fucking crazy. Mr. Rainwater was born without ass cheeks and eyebrows. So sometimes if he gets on a roll, he can't stop himself. I've got to go chase after him. Luckily, he's still got some candy on him. He's leaving a trail of Butterfingers and Snickers behind. So I'll be able to track him down. This has been Jessica reporting live. Halloween 2023 here at the Pure Russian Rainwater Headquarters. Yeah, so evidently I had a birthday, but I didn't grow up very much. Mr. Rainwater still doesn't have ass cheeks and eyebrows. And this show's still fucking weird. See you guys next Tuesday. Bye. I don't have many regrets in life, but one of my greatest regrets in life is not going as Colin Kaepernick for Halloween like five years ago. When he was in the news for taking a knee during the national anthem at NFL games, I wanted to get a Colin Kaepernick jersey, and I wanted my girlfriend at the time to pull me around in a wagon like downtown where I live, and I was just going to be kneeing in the back of the wagon with a Kaepernick jersey on. Occasionally, we blast the national anthem from the boombox. It goes to show you, if you have an idea for a costume, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. You might not have an opportunity to do it again. Be the next Tucker fucking Carlson or Rush Limbaugh, I think you could. Every year around this time, I just pray Colin Kaepernick returns to the NFL so that it's relevant enough for me to pull off this costume. I think you could. I don't have children, but I don't like this relatively new phenomenon that is trunk or treat. I don't know what the fuck a trunk or treat is. Sounds like a bunch of kids just wandering up to strangers in vehicles they don't know and getting in for a little bit of candy. When I was a kid, we lived dangerously. We had to go out late at night in the dark by ourselves because our parents didn't give enough of a shit to trick or treat with us. And we had to go out on our own and we had to risk our lives going door to door for a fun-sized Snickers bar. That was America. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. What? Call me or you call me a bitch. You sit on the damn chat line. You come into my bedroom when I'm asleep. Wake me up for a piece of ass. And as for Big Bird, you need to go back to Sesame Street, buddy. I can complain.com is the home of this program. We're found everywhere that you find podcasts and even some places where you go. Happy Halloween. Enjoy whips and chain season, and I'll see you back here next Tuesday. Mr. Rainwater dressing up as Matthew Perry. That was not planned. It's distasteful if you ask me. Do you love me? Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. 
I am a pot smoking jaded wild eyed radical dropout. I love you. There are children here. It's 3 a.m. You show me the children and I'll put a shirt on. <laughs>